Hello and welcome to my podcast, No President is Above FISMA Law. My name is James Patterson, the author and producer of this podcast. Today is October 23rd, 2020. Today, in episode 47, we continue in part two the discussion titled Commissioning NPSAIS Pandemic Crisis Management Stakeholders. Part two of this episode, all legitimate, essential, and required NPSAIS pandemic crisis management stakeholders are identified. In addition to the stakeholders identified below, Other authorities, organizations, and individuals can be identified as U.S. pandemic crisis management stakeholders by applying for stakeholder identification and providing justification to the NPSAIS Command Center Director. Let's begin with a list of official essential pandemic crisis management stakeholders. One, NPSAIS command center personnel. Two, NPSAIS data security officers. Three, the United States Department of Health and Human Services, aka HHS, chief information officer. Four, HHS Chief Technology Officer. Five, HHS Information Chief Information Security Officer. Six, HHS Office of the Inspector General. Seven, HHS Center for Disease Control. Eight, HHS. Federal Emergency Management Agency. Nine, White House Administration Chief of Staff. Ten, Congress House of Representatives, all. Congress Senators, all. Twelve, Department of Justice, FBI, State Field Agents. 13, National Institute of Health. 14, United States State Governors, all. 15, United States State Departments of Health. 16, U.S. State County Governments. 17, U.S. mayors within all state, county, government areas. 18. John Hopkins Medical Center. 
19 National Strategic Stockpile. The stakeholders identified are mandatory. Each individual stakeholder will have a unique NPSAIS user ID and system account. The NPSAIS Command Center issues both the NPSAIS user ID and system account. All stakeholders, excluding NPSAIS Command Center personnel, will have read-only privilege in accessing pandemic situational awareness information. Only the NPSAIS personnel will have read-write authorized privileges to alter that information. Following are more detailed descriptions of the list of stakeholders previously identified. 1. NPSAIS Command Center Personnel Command Center Personnel are stakeholders that ensure FISMA compliance relevant to all aspects of NPSAIS Command Center Facility Systems Data policy and procedures. Personnel in the command center provide support to all NPSAIS end-user stakeholders previously identified. Personnel in the command center run the jobs that allow health facility registration to be performed by NPSAIS data security officers. Personnel in the command center are trained to perform all command center duties. Number two, NPSAIS data security officers. There is a NPSAIS data security officer assigned to each health facility in the United States. This data security officer is accountable for registering the health facility in the NPSAIS National Health Facilities database and is also accountable for the daily update of the database record created during registration. Number three, the Department of Health and Human Services Chief Information Officer, aka CIO. The HHS CIO is accountable for the implementation of FISMA at HHS. NPSAIS will be FISMA compliant. Number four, HHS Chief Technology Officer, aka C. CTO. This CTO is accountable for ensuring 
the creation and deployment of the physical NPSAIS into production with appropriate technical support and cybersecurity risk management framework continuous monitoring. Number five, HHS Chief Information Security Officer, AKA CISO. The CISO works with the HHS CTO to ensure all FISMA compliance requirements are met with regard to the NPSAIS. The HHS CISO is also accountable for the remediation of all vulnerabilities associated with the NPSAIS as well as HHS administrative FISMA non-compliance vulnerabilities. The HHS Office Number 6, the Office of the Inspector General, is accountable to investigate FISMA violations at HHS to include NPSAIS stakeholder malpractices. Number seven, the HHS Center for Disease Control, AKA CDC. The CDC requires effective pandemic situational awareness information to allocate resources, guidance, and coordinate crisis management activities. The CDC does not monitor health facilities, staffing, or inventories, or send alerts and notifications of staffing and inventory shortages. Number eight, the Federal Emergency Management Agency, aka FEMA. FEMA needs pandemic situational awareness information relevant to shortages, locations, points of contact, etc., to execute logistical activities. Number nine, White House Administration Chief of Staff. The Chief of Staff needs original health facility pandemic situational awareness information to validate communications with other pandemic crisis management stakeholders. The Chief of Staff may use NPSAIS to assess the effectiveness of other pandemic crisis management teams. Number 10, Congress House of Representatives. Representatives from all states require complete, transparent information 
relevant to their specific areas of accountability, as well as to other areas where pandemic threats may be out of control. Number 11, Congress Senators. Senators from all states require complete, transparent information relevant to their specific areas of accountability, as well as to other areas where pandemic threats may be out of control. Number 12, Department of Justice FBI Field Agents. These agents need access to detailed health facility information should the NPSAIS Command Center or a NPSAIS Data Security Officer need FBI assistance. Number 13, National Institute of Health a.k.a. NIH. NIH needs access to true pandemic situational awareness, crisis management information to supplement or validate research. NIH may use NPSAIS to support improvements in the United States public health system. Number 14, United States Governors. Governors of the United States need comprehensive pandemic situational awareness information which can be accessed at computer speeds as opposed to alternative manual processes where information must be requested, collected, collated, and aggregated. Alternative processes are cumbersome and subject to a human error as well as insider threats. All United States State governors are to be mandatory NPSAIS stakeholders. Number 15, State Departments of Health. Every state health department is to have direct access to the same pandemic situational awareness information that all other crisis management stakeholders share. State governors and their state health departments and their county governments and associated mayors need access to the same information provided by NPSAIS to mitigate risks in creating confusion and inaction due to conflicted communications, references, sources, etc.
Number 16, state county governments. Every county government in every state will have access to NPSAIS to ensure each county government has access to protected, accurate, and true information that supports pandemic situational awareness. Number 17, mayors. All mayors in all counties in all states will have access to NPSAIS to ensure each mayor has access to protected, accurate, and true information that supports pandemic situational awareness. Number 18, Johns Hopkins Medical Center. This medical center may use NPSAIS for research and recommendations that improve the United States public health system. And finally, number 19, National Strategic Stockpile Stakeholder. The National Strategic Stockpile will be a type of health facility identified in NPSAIS to ensure availability of needed medical supplies in preparation for and during a pandemic crisis now and in the future. Every stakeholder identified in this episode, one, needs speedy access to true, original, daily, accurate, and complete pandemic situational awareness information to effectively perform their roles and responsibilities in a pandemic crisis. Two, any stakeholder found to be guilty of stakeholder malpractice should be prosecuted because the misuse of NPSAIS pandemic situational awareness information can result in crisis management failures resulting in unnecessary loss of human lives. In closing, I invite you to visit my website at www.podcasttrillers.biz. At the top of the anchor 
podcast page, there is a website link you can touch to visit my website. On my website, you will find what I refer to as multimedia productions. My multimedia productions are organized by distinct web website pages to include 1. Novel. This is related to the novel I am writing titled No President is Above FISMA Law Dash Tomorrow's Pandemic Technology. 2. The podcast page. This is related to my podcast titled No President is Above FISMA Law. 3. Fashion. This page is related to fashion designs I create using the Procreate app with my iPad Pro and Apple Pencil. 4. Comics page. This is related to my Go Figure Cyberspace comics. 5. The Road Trips page. Here I share some exciting road trips I've taken. 6. Videography. This page includes my drone flights and aerial photography and videos. Lastly, seven, cameo clips. On this page, there is included short video clips where I appear in person to express thoughts and ideas. The pages of my website show how to integrate the use of mobile devices digital apps, podcast, video, art, and literature in cyberspace. You might say my website is a place for cyberspace multimedia productions. Thanks for listening. Until next time.